So as a cash practice, you have some unique needs, even more so now in our current economic environment that we found ourselves in. This is why we switched over to PT Everywhere for my practice, Athletes Potential. Look, all in one place, we can manage patient schedules, home exercise plans, telehealth, and communicating back and forth with our clients, which has saved us a ton of time every single week, every single month, and every single day, not just myself, but my staff. And right now you might just be a single practitioner, but eventually you wanna grow into having multiple people and a true business. And what we wanted was a platform that could hold up to multiple practices, multiple clinicians, and scale with us as we go. So if you're just getting started, this is a great platform to take a look at. If you are growing and you're adding other people, this is a great platform that can grow with you and you won't have to worry about switching later. So if you're interested in saving some time and having everything in one place, head over to pteverywhere.com and check out what they have to offer for your business and with their platform. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't wanna see 30 patients a day, who don't wanna work home health, and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name's Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and today we're doing a little book review and talking about how you can accelerate your learning and skill development via one principle from the book, The Talent Code. <clears throat> so the book, The Talent Code, is written by Daniel Coyle. It's a book that I actually read, um, man, probably seven years ago initially. Um, and it, it falls in line with another book pretty similar to it called The Sports Gene. Uh, but and a lot of it was for me, I was trying to become a better coach at the time, better educator, a better coach uh, when I was working uh, for Mobility Watt and teaching a whole lot. So I really dove into this sort of uh, subset of uh, education in terms of like learning skills and teaching skills. And uh, I reread this recently because I just, I, in my office, I have like a bookshelf with a bunch of books on it. And I just looked over and I saw it and I was like, and I haven't cracked that open in a while. So I reread some of it, not all of it, um, and just kind of skimmed through certain parts that I remembered. And it's a great book by the way, like for sure worth, worth the read. Um, but one thing that they talk about in there, which, which I actually bring up all the time with our consulting clients, as well as our, uh, our, our patients that we, that we work with is the idea of skill acquisition and learning that can be, uh, organized in a more efficient manner to help with acceleration of skill development or, or, uh, you know, skill, skill development in whatever you're doing, you know, business wise, we'll talk about in this sense. Um, but also athletically. So in the book, what they do is they travel to these different sort of hotbeds of, uh, mastery or, or really high level achievers around the world. And they, they kind of, they, they see what they're doing. They kind of look at the, um, the practices that they have, uh, and you know, they might go to, uh, Brazil and look at soccer and they went to Russia and they look at tennis. Um, they went to, uh, China and it was like string instruments. Um, and they, they go all over the world and look at different things. It's not, it's not just sport, but they look at just, you know, skill and uh, mastery and, and how people are sort of excel accelerating this. And one thing they talk about, like in Brazil, they play a game 
on top of these buildings where it's small football, small goals. They're in like tighter spaces. And uh, they talk about how that actually helps them um, develop the skill of being able to be effective passers and sort of be more creative and see opportunities for uh, for plays that then you give them a bigger ball on a bigger space and it just makes it easier. Or in Cuba, they went and they uh, looked at uh, baseball players and, you know, these kids would be trying to hit these bottle caps with a, you know, like a broomstick. Like think about how hard that that is, right? If you hit a bottle cap, with a broomstick, you are um, pretty good, you know, hand-eye coordination and timing. Now imagine hitting a baseball, how much bigger that is with a bat that's bigger as well, right? So they, they develop this, these skills by taking these component pieces and gamifying it in some way and learning a skill that uh, in, it, it, it shows itself in the arena of wherever the sport is. You know, so when we look at this, they call this idea of deliberate practice. Deliberate practice is intentional focus on a component piece of a skill that you're trying to build. So for instance, if you're trying to get better at basketball, uh, you, you could just go play basketball games and you know, you would get better for sure. But if you start to realize like, man, my dribbling is what's holding me back. And in particular, my non-dominant hand, the case they make for this is deliberate practice to improve the the areas that you're deficient are going to dramatically improve your performance in the actual event of whatever you're doing. So if you just practice dribbling drills with your, let's say your left hand is your non-dominant hand, if you just practice that for, let's say 30 minutes to an hour every day. And all you do is practice that along with other things that you're doing. Let's say you're just playing games. You're just focusing on dribbling with your non-dominant hand the amount of change you're going to see from that is going to be exponential because you're dramatically improving your overall game via the area that is holding you back the most. So when we look at this in business, oftentimes we'll see skills that people are really lacking. One in particular is the ability to sell. So what we see is, you know, sales is constantly just a bad connotation. You know, people are, I don't know where that happened and how that happened, but the idea that sales is bad is, is, is very common, right? It's like, oh, you're a salesman. Oh, you're, you're tricking people. Like you're, you know, doing nefarious things with, with people to get them to buy stuff from you or whatever. And, and, you know, mental manipulation. Well, it's just not the truth. It really sales just comes down to effective communication. And honestly, being really good at sales comes from being really good at listening, being able to understand people and being empathetic to what they're trying to achieve, uh, in the clinic in particular. You know, we used to be able to come in and they're frustrated and they're, um, they've been in pain for a long time and they've avoided at people or activities and things that they really miss. And we have a chance to listen to them and, and clarify what they're working on or what they're working towards and help them get there. But we need them to commit to us in order to do so, because we know that, uh, what we ask people to do is not that easy, right? We, we have them do difficult things over a long period of time, you know, habitual changes in, uh, lifestyle as well as exercises, mobility work, whatever it is that you're doing that is not easy, that requires repetition and time for that to develop a long-term change. And for many people, that's not, that's not what they're really looking for, but if they're not really tied in on what their goal is and why it's important, they're not going to be able to commit to that uh, completion of that goal regardless, right? It's not just about money. It's about actual buy-in uh, and uh, getting these people to, to put in the work to get the result they want which we want them to do. We don't want them to pay us and not get their outcome. So with sales, this is a good example. So sales, you may be bad at this. You may absolutely be terrified of talking to somebody about money. You may be absolutely terrible about bringing up your services or recommendations for what somebody should do. And the best way to improve that is not just to try to memorize a script, but it's to figure out what is the component piece of your process, your overall process. So let's say that first visit is your game right? And you're bad at dribbling with your left hand. Really, let's say that is 
the end where you are delivering your prognosis and expectations of how long it's going to take and how many visits they're going to need to commit to in order to get the outcome. What you need to do is start to work on improving that one variable, just that one variable and focus on it. You can record yourself internally just for the purpose of training yourself and listen to how you interact with people. Get a partner to help you listen uh, to that and give you some feedback on it. You know, listen to yourself and break down like what, what do you say a lot? Like, do you have a comfort word? Like a lot of people will say, you know what I mean? Or something to that effect. Like, they'll be like, yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And they say it like a shitload of times and it's just very off-putting to somebody else because they're trying to listen to what you have to say about why their back hurts. And you keep saying, you know what I mean? Because you're you're nervous. So being aware of that, those comfort words and cleaning that up and working on your conviction and your tonality, uh, just in that one segment is, is where you can focus your time. So if you just focus on that, focus on the last, you know, five minutes of your visit, listen to yourself. Like, okay, this time I'm going to follow this, write some notes down of what you want to uh, achieve or things that you want to make sure that you bring up. Write those down. Next person that you have, you're practicing that. Record it. Listen to it. All right. Did I do better that time? What was the outcome? Did they commit to me? Did they did it feel natural? Did it feel like I was doing the right thing? And being able to develop that skill, that that repetition of the component piece of the overall visit that you are missing is deliberate practice on a specific skill in a business context. And that is the work that people must put in if they want to improve. Now you will improve just with reps, just like we said, some will improve by playing basketball. But if you can improve the component piece that is uh, the, the the most problematic for you, and you're still playing games or still seeing people, you're going to get dramatically better way faster than somebody that is just seeing patients and not working on these skills that are going to improve them. You know, and it, it changes, and we we see it, we hear it. We've seen this with many clients that we work with, to where all of a sudden they go from feeling. Uh, scattered, rushed, uh, nervous. They 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 throw too much information at people and they talk really fast. And then they back themselves out of a sale because they're nervous and and there's a little bit of silence and they like freak out. Uh, to all of a sudden they're confident and they're pausing and they have proper tonality. They have conviction uh, and they speak as the professional that they are with the recommendation that they're giving somebody as that professional and not worried about, well, what are they going to say? You know, or what if they say no? What if they say no? What's the worst thing can happen? They say no and they leave. Okay. Like you're not dying. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's many things to be afraid of and that is not one of them. You know, so, you know, you, you have to, you have to keep in mind that you can work on that component piece and you can improve your tolerance to that. Even if you're terrified of bringing up what you charge and, and you feel very uncomfortable with that, that's a great way to go about it. And what we hear more than anything is that tonality change, the conviction in someone's voice. And we, this, this is the number one thing that will make or break whether somebody works with you or not. Legitimately, the number one thing is how you feel about what you're selling to that person. It's because you cannot... I asked somebody one time, like, how do you gain conviction? You just have to get more reps and you have to work on like the difficult part for you, which is probably talking about money and visits and all of that. And you have to train that and you can, you can, uh, do role playing with somebody else with that. You can practice in the mirror. You, you can, you can listen to yourself. You can break that down, but gaining conviction comes from internal belief for what you do for, for what you do is 100% a absolute value in steel. And they'd be crazy not to work with you because you know what the outcomes are if they go the other route. You know what the other options are. They're not good. They're more expensive. They're time consuming. They're probably going to come back anyway because they're not going to get the help that they need. 
the conviction that comes from that and how you state what you do and what you expect from them and how long it's going to take versus somebody that speaks quickly. They, they use comfort words all the time. They back themselves out of sales by just letting people know, oh, we can, we can figure it out, you know, some other time. There's not that big of a deal. And then they move on to something else. They're unsure of themselves. And that is very easy to feel and see as the consumer. Think about yourself for a second. You know, you know, when somebody has conviction, when somebody is being honest with you and they're, they're very confident in their own skills and their own, their own beliefs and what they can and can't do. And that is what you want to become via deliberate practice. So the talent code, highly recommend you give it a read. Deliberate practice is one of the, the, the themes of it. Uh, they talk about, you know, in different, different, uh, areas of the world. Super interesting. Definitely recommend, uh, giving it a read. And if you're struggling with sales, figure out what component piece are you really struggling with? and then start to frame out some deliberate practice around that. This is something we help clients with on a regular basis. Guys, if you're interested in getting some formal help and uh, really advancing your skills faster, head to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call. Fill out a little application. We'll see if you're the right fit to, to chat with one of our team members. You know, for about 45 minutes or an hour, we'll dig into what you're doing, where you're missing things, what you're doing well, and really give you a, an, an audit of what you should be working on in your business. Um, if there's a mutual fit, we can talk to you about what that looks like. And if there's not, then our goal is to help kind of transition you and to refer you to the right person, the right information to help you gain the skills you need to have success in business and, and what you're trying to do with your practice or whatever that might be. So as always, guys, thanks so much, so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the book and the book recommendation, and we will chat with you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub- subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.